Hi, I'm John Paul, and thank you for coming to my channel. Videos of all of the audios that are on this podcast are on my YouTube channel, uh, which is at John Paul Davis TTP. So uh, do take a look at that. There's also a couple of additional videos which haven't made it on as audios to this podcast as well, which you might find helpful or interesting. Uh, if you do like the YouTube channel, please do uh, subscribe. That would be amazing. Also, in terms of this podcast, uh, it'd be great if you could follow us, and you'll of course then be notified of any future episodes. Also, if you do like the podcast, if you could give it a rating or review, I'd be really grateful. That would be wonderful. And finally, just to say, if there's anything you want to discuss uh, following this podcast or anything you hear on any of the other podcasts as well, then please do, of course, get in contact with me via my website, www.thistrustedplace.co.uk. There should be a link to that on this podcast page. Thanks again for coming to the channel and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm John Paul and a really warm welcome back to my YouTube channel. What I wanted to talk today about uh, is a second video on bisexual identity. Uh, the reason for doing that is that a number of people have asked since the first video. It's one of the most watched videos on the channel and liked as well. So I thought I would do a further video on it. Um, specifically, I'm going to be talking about relationship with self. So self-acceptance and valuing that part of self. And then moving on to how and why it may need to be brought into as well relationships with others and the various forms that that can take too. And then finishing off with a bit of a word of warning about uh, therapy, therapists and talking about a bisexual identity within that environment. So uh, going back to self-acceptance and looking at that and relationship with self, one of the points that I made in the first video that I did um, was the importance, the key importance of not splitting off any part of self or seeing any particular part of ourselves as an enemy or as somehow threatening or problematic. Now, I completely understand uh, we're physiologically in some way set up to do that. And in terms of sexuality, sort of atypical sexuality, uh, there are lots of messages coming in externally from people. Uh, various people throughout life which will probably sort of affirm or encourage or amplify uh, some sort of splitting off. But as I say, it's very important, I think, that we have a, a relationship, a good relationship with all parts of ourselves, particularly in relation to sexuality, which is such an intrinsic part of who we are. If we divide ourselves from a part, uh, we're probably going to be left to experience emotional symptoms, perhaps anxiety, depression, chronic anger, uh, perhaps look to addictive behaviour as well in order to rebalance things. That's really what people uh, who are looking to behaviours and substances are trying to do. They're trying to make themselves feel better. And if we are sort of fighting internally with a particular part of us, our identity, uh, sexuality, uh, then you can see that on an ongoing basis, that's very likely to lead to consistently feeling less safe in the world that we might than we might frustrated irritated annoyed all those things so i think it's very important that that we look for a way to integrate align all parts of self there's always going to be internal conflicts uh, that's part of being human there's going to be you know short term versus long term people can love they can hate relatively uh, quickly there are lots of parts which are 
uh, in conflict and negotiations, dialogue going on all the time between these internal parts. But I think certainly in relation to, uh, say, a bisexual identity, making sure that's something that's the very least accepted and actually, as I say, potentially valued is really, really important if we want to make sure that all of our thought, feeling and behavioural energy is going into uh, being creative, connection. If we separate ourselves from it, there are two things, as I say, we're going to experience emotional symptoms, potentially as a result. And also, which is another point that I made in the first video, very importantly, we will miss out on the kind of power, creativity, energy that's within uh, that sexuality. And also, it's not just about sexuality, of course, which I'm going to come on to in a minute. Um, it's about, you know, emotional experience, romantic feelings. There's a lot of energy uh, in those. There's a lot of potential power uh, for people. So to live an aligned life where all parts of self are accepted and more often than not working together uh, leads to a happy, fulfilled and purposeful life more often than not for people. So lots of reasons why I really think that we need to be looking at uh, sort of accepting all parts of ourselves and as I say in this specific situation including a bisexual identity. <clears throat> if we're looking at acceptance one thing I think is very key is to uh, know what it is that we're accepting. As I sort of referred to a bit earlier lots of the time uh, our ideas about things will be coming in from other people so uh, if you do experience having a bisexual identity, your ideas around that will be sort of recycled ideas that other people have told you, whether that's uh, in playgrounds or teachers or parents or on the television. And you'll be operating on that basis at the moment. And you may not be conscious necessarily of what that definition definition is. Or you might have internalised a definition which doesn't work very well for you or leaves you in conflict with that part. So I thought in terms of self-acceptance, uh, it would be helpful just to look at a couple of definitions. Uh, the first one I have put below the first video, uh, something, this is paraphrasing somebody else's definition. So it's the capacity to be physically and or emotionally attracted to multiple genders. Um, there's also another definition which I've seen by somebody by, uh, by the name of Robin Ox and they say uh, they call themselves bisexual because they acknowledge in themselves a potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one sex. So both of those definitions I think are very helpful definitions in a few ways. They identify that it's romantic, potentially emotional and or sexual. I think with the word bisexuality there are sort of myths that come with it uh, in terms of it being a sort of hyper-sexualised really and it's all about wanting to have sex with as many people as possible and it being that somebody will want to have sex uh, with everybody in the room kind of thing. I mean, it's important, as I say, to look at what your understanding of it is and what the kind of messages uh, that have come from other people are. But words like capacity, words like potential, therefore, I, th I think really more accurately uh, reflect what people's experience might be. It's a capacity for intimacy across multiple genders. It's a capacity for a sexual relationship across multiple genders. And if you look at, if you use words like capacity, if you use words like potential, I think you might be able to get to a stage as well where you can see it as something that's quite valuable in life. The potential, the capacity to have sexual 
uh, intimacy with multiple genders, the capacity particularly, I think, to have emotional intimacy with multiple genders. I mean, it then, of course, could stray into romantic uh, attachment too, but <clears throat> it's actually good to have a lot of capacity and potential in terms of intimacy, I would say. So uh, as far as acceptance of it, certainly, I think that's an essential part of uh people's process I hope and also it may be that we can also move to uh, valuing it too. In that definition by Robin Ox they also go on to say uh, it's not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way and not necessarily to the same degree. So it's not that someone is going to, uh, somebody might have a sort of predominant sexual attraction to opposite sex and then romantic to same sex or the other way around predominant sexual attraction to same sex but romantically emotionally find uh, easier to have intimacy with opposite sex and I think that's important to look at the kind of uh, fluidity around that and the variety and range between various people the other thing that I would say though is that something which is often said about bisexuality uh, can be that it's a sort of phase or something that people are going through that it's a stage a journey and uh, the thing that for some people they probably use the word they describe themselves as that to others uh, perhaps they are on, on a on a journey it is something that they are you know something is unfolding in terms of their sexuality I think for a lot of people though the experience of bisexuality with the fluidity in it that I've just described it is a static experience that is how they experience themselves and the world that is how they experience themselves and others sexually that's how they experience themselves and others romantically emotionally uh, it has been always been like that since they've uh, had those uh, feelings, emotions towards others, and it will always be like that. And I, again, I think that's something, you know, you will decide your definition of it. But I think those two uh, ideas, those w- w- containing those concepts, um, are hopefully uh, quite helpful for you there. Then moving on to bringing... Uh, it in relationship with others, which can be the big thing uh, with people. I mean, some people's journey, of course, will be accept- self-acceptance and that internal dialogue and how, how it sits internally in their internal landscape. But moving on to the external landscape and the extent to which we bring a bisexual identity, anything in terms of our sexuality, <clears throat> into relationship with others. And then I think there are three possibilities there to look at. The first will be Uh, listening and watching uh, other people talk about their experiences through podcasts, television, films, through reading. So again, it's very much watching, listening. And from that point of view, uh, if we do that and we bring other people in in that way, we are not leaving that part alone. Of course, self-acceptance is making sure it's not left alone internally for us in our internal landscape there is something I think important about bringing it somehow into relationship with others too in terms of loneliness I did the video on that and one of the things that I said uh, within the loneliness video is that quote and I can't remember who it's by at the moment but that loneliness is not about uh, not having people around us but it's being it's about not being able to talk about the things that are important to us Uh, I will come on to talking to others about a bisexual identity in a minute but to hear others talk about it uh, to to read others experiences I think is making sure that that part is not left lonely and that somehow it's given life and expression and I think that's the key thing here 
life and expression, both in our internal landscape with self-acceptance and valuing it for ourselves, but also somehow bringing it into relationship with others. So there's the sort of watching and listening aspect of things, then moving on to talking to other people with a similar identity. So actually sort of interactions with others uh, within, I suppose you might describe as support groups. There's a couple of people that have asked me about those. There are some on uh, Meetup, for example. So it could be online in terms of typing. It can be online as far as video. And of course, it could be face to face as far as meeting up uh, with groups and to, you know, to share a shared experience with whatever it is that human beings experience and have some difficulty with. To do that with others can be a very healing and positive experience. You, to you to talk about another quote, you know, shame dies where stories are told in safe places. And you would hope that in a support group, if that's what we want to call it, uh, that is a safe place within which to uh, bring all experience. And that doesn't, of course, mean that all somebody's doing the whole time is talking about their sexual identity and what it means. It's just there's something very much about that being a part of you, people being aware that that's a part of you and that that you still being accepted, loved, enjoyed and vice versa with other people with that as a conscious part of everybody's awareness so certainly you know those can be very important and helpful for people and some people may stop there you know some people may stop in terms of this journey as far as self-acceptance other people may want to do the sort of watching and listening side of things other people may then uh, also want to bring it into relationship by being around people who have a shared experience you know I was talking about shame Certainly, we uh, a lot of people internalise in terms of a bisexual identity, in terms of same-sex attraction. Over the years, what they internalise is shame and fear around it. And uh, therefore, uh, it is not something that anybody should be ashamed of. Uh, but it's very understandable from the point of view of our survival parts of our brain that people do worry. And to bring it into relationship with others, uh, to, to, for that to be part of who you are and part of who they are, and for that just to be sort of beautifully ordinary in terms of the, the relationship that you have, uh, is a very powerful and healing experience, as I say, for lots of people. And then moving on to, I suppose you might say, in terms of coming out, uh, but also being part of a meetup group could could be the same thing. But looking then at that area of, uh, you know, talking to friends, family, so people that are actually already in your life who may not know. Again, look, everybody's going to be different there. There's no shoulds or ought tos in this. When I'm uh, when I did the first video, I sort of made that clear. I think that what's important is that <clears throat> you do the things that feel right for you. There isn't a, a story or a prescribed way of doing this or being uh, in terms of it. People have very different experiences. All human beings are different. If you look at introversion and extroversion, for example, some people who are more introverted work things out themselves and then go out to the world with it. Some people who are more extroverted tend to work things out in relationship with other people. So if you're looking at say a a bisexual identity a more extroverted person might need other people a bit more to be able to look at what's happening for them work things out and what they want to do next whereas somebody more introverted uh, can can experience sort of peace and acceptance and valuing around it uh, potentially without doing that so very important here is is there isn't is that you do things at your pace that you do things that you feel comfortable with but if you're looking at all these things as well, bearing in mind that if shame and fear build up around something, we we, we build up these fears of, of catastrophe if we do tell people. And most people's experience, most people's experience of telling others
farmers that love them uh, is that it is absolutely accepted and is not the catastrophic event that they believed it was going to be. So if you're looking at, as I say, coming out to friends, family, most often people's experiences, that's actually going to be a, a positive experience. And actually, that it isn't about, therefore, talking about emotional sexual intimacy all the time with that person. It, 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 as I say, it just becomes beautifully ordinary that they're aware of it and on some level with you. Uh, and then you get on with talking about your day. Your, your sexual romantic uh, interests, attractions are, of course, up to you who you uh, bring that into relationship with. But always bearing in mind that to be ashamed of any part, to be fearful of it, to be split off from it uh, is going to leave that part alone. And it's going to be unhelpful, I think, for your uh, emotional and also your physical well-being. If you do tell somebody who you love and you would say loves you and uh, the the experience of it is a disconnected one, is a disconnected one, uh, I think I would look pretty carefully and pay careful attention to what's happening in that relationship in terms of the kind of depth of connection. It ought to be true that there's nothing that we can say uh, that will ruin a real connection with another person. Um, so I, I think do hold that in mind when we're looking at other people's responses. I understand everybody is absolutely doing their best. The survival fear part is, is dominant in all human beings and people may be fearful, for example, for you uh, if you do tell them about it or talk to them about it. Uh, but certainly if somebody doesn't reach a point of connection, uh, you know, at least acceptance, even valuing, that's probably a relationship to pay attention to. Um, moving on. Uh, just to f talk about therapy, that's one of the places in terms of relationships with others and that sort of safe place uh, where people might begin their journey as far as bringing something into relationship with others or even as far as self-acceptance and valuing that part of self. <clears throat> the thing that I would say about therapy, I think it's an amazing place to do that. Uh, it's that sort of non-judgmental. It's a place where we can orientate ourselves, you know, work out what the relationship is like sexually, you know, try and diffuse some of the shame, uh, work on the anxiety and the fear. And then you might, you know, you get left with what uh, is, is there without those things. And that gives some people a much clearer view about what their uh, relationship is with their sexuality and uh, what this bisexual identity means to them. The thing that I really would bear in mind, though, is, is that I was 10 years ago in a supervision group and um, somebody brought uh, a client that had identified as bisexual and the supervisor there, uh, so who's the person who's sort of in charge or facilitating uh, in, in the group, uh, said that they believed that uh, bisexuality was the least evolved form of sexuality because somebody couldn't make up their mind whether they were attracted to men or women. Now, that's pro that's an unusual view, I would say, since, but I would not suggest that you go uh, to see a therapist who holds that view of a bisexual identity or any kind of same-sex attraction. <clears throat> there are sort of historical views uh, somewhere within psychotherapy, uh, not the sort of psychotherapy that I follow, but certain theories which, which sort of pathologise in the same way same-sex attraction. I think, you know, it was in the psychiatric manual, homosexuality, up until relatively recently. So there will be therapists out there who hold views uh, that I think will disconnect or perpetuate a disconnection, shame, fear, anger around uh, a bisexual identity, same-sex uh, attraction. How do you make sure that's not the case with the therapist that you're going to? 
bearing in mind of course it's entirely up to you the therapist that you go to if you choose uh, to go and see somebody who holds that view then of course that's your uh, up to you but I think if you know the, the fundamental here as far as bringing things into relationship with others that's one thing certainly as far as self-acceptance as far as valuing it within ourselves integrating it within ourselves up to me that's absolutely a fundamental uh, if we want to have good uh, physical and emotional well-being so do ask I would say do ask your therapist if you're going to go and see somebody and talk to somebody about it the specific question what they believe about a bisexuality a bisexual identity and see what they say most therapists should be able to give you understand why you're asking the question and give you an open and honest answer about it so I definitely would say that uh, if you are going to talk to a therapist about it and as I say it can be very valuable and very important uh, to, to do that if you are struggling in any way and also even if you're not struggling just to work out what you might want to do and kind of orientate yourself uh, with this part of yourself both in relation to yourself but also in relationship with other people too. And the last thing I wanted to say is just around uh, a lot of people get into relationship uh, with with people of the opposite sex, even if they have a bisexual identity. There was a statistic that I've put in the first video. I don't know if it's nine out of ten uh, people uh, with a bisexual identity who would identify in that way are actually in opposite sex relationships or straight relationships, however you'd uh, describe it. So there is something, of course, people can negotiate whatever they want and can negotiate within a relationship. Perhaps, you know, they have a relationship with an opposite sex person and can introduce uh, sort of sexual partners, other partners, emotionally, same sex, whatever people want to do and, and, and can negotiate. I think for a lot of people, though, that isn't something that is they do negotiate within a relationship, the other person and they uh, would like a long term monogamous relationship with one person and then that does lead as I say to the thing that I'd like to finish up on which is that there is the potential therefore if that's the situation for the for a part to be unlived in some ways if you choose to be in a relationship uh, with an opposite sex person there is a same sex part which sexually uh, potentially romantically emotionally will go unlived and I suppose it's a question there that I would like to ask if that's something that you're experiencing uh, I'd be interested to know how you deal with that I think it's important to be conscious of that part to be aware of it and sort of to take care of it you can imagine if there is a part that is not uh, lived necessarily in that way as I say what I was talking about as far as relationship with self that's certainly living uh, uh, you know self-acceptance of a bisexual identity is living internally watching and listening to other people talk about it within groups uh, you know is it's living uh, in relationship with others too but it's still, uh, if you're looking at physical contact as, as far as the sexual uh, needs and wants, if you're looking at an emotional day-to-day uh, -day romantic attachment, uh, if that's where somebody is part of somebody's bisexual identity, then there is, in, in, within a long-term monogamous relationship, opposite sex, as I say, there is a part that will be unlived. And there may be, therefore, sadness around that that needs to be expressed, taken care of, um, perhaps some, some loneliness, um, loss grief uh, so I'd be interested to know what you would say about that and uh, how you uh, manage that part and take care of that part and uh, you know the thing that I would say about all of this in summary you know I, 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 these possibilities as far as how you can bring it into relationship uh, the most important thing is you know there are options for people I think as a 
as a base at the beginning. I think we really need to value that part, really need to accept that part. Then what it means as far as how it's brought into relationship or otherwise with others. As I say, there's lots of potential there. And how will you know when it's kind of um, an, an integrated part of self internally and also in relationship with others? Well, I think that's based on how you will feel. As I say, if you are experiencing uh, anxiety, depression, chronic anger, those sorts of things, addictive behaviour, having a bisexual identity either not accepted internally or not in any way in relationship with others can really be fuel for that. So you could try these parts of the journey, these various ideas, these various ways of allowing it to live, and then just see the effect on you, see the effect on your emotional state, your psychological state, your body. You know, life is a long game. Uh, So just keep checking in with yourself. Uh, Talk to a therapist who can help you with that. Talk to your friends as well, if it is something you have spoken to them about. Generally, I'd be interested to know what you think of all of this and everything that I've talked about, anything that you might uh, have found helpful, any other questions that you have, please do put them below uh, the video as ever. Or, of course, some people just prefer to email me separately. So by all means, do that. If there are certain things you would like me to add below this video that you think would be helpful for other people, then do just let me know them. And I shall certainly do that. Uh, If you like the video, please do give it a like. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. And as I say, I really hope this has been helpful. Thank you for watching and um, I shall see you again soon.